Season's greetings. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So how do you get Anchor? Well, mandatory call to action. <laughs> Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started and tell them Clary sent you. Season's greetings to you all and have a great day. Namaste to you all. Hello, kings and queens. Peace and blessings to everyone, everywhere. I hope that everybody out there is wearing their mask. I hope that everybody out there is washing their hands, keeping yourself protected, safe, at a distance, yet being social. How you living your life, people? How you living your lives? To all of those out there celebrating birthdays, happy birthday, Libras. May you have many, many more beautiful years to come. And to all of those in union with each other, happy anniversary, lovers. May you have many, many more unions to come. Yes, indeed. Topic of discussion today, baby, is like when you say, oh, my goodness, that did happen. A flashback to the past. So this is old me to the past. Yeah, old me. Yes, Lord. So today, people, we're going to talk about flashbacks. Flashbacks of the times we had. Some made us laugh. Some made us cry. <laughs> that Anita Bakerfield today. Yeah, same old love. You remember that song, people? Y'all remember Michael Jackson? Y'all remember Madonna? Like a virgin. Cindy Lauper. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> Prince came out with Purple Rain. Just to name a few. Do you remember the old days, people? The 80s. Yes, let's go back to the 80s. <laughs> oh, man. We had Hurricane Hugo in 89. Destroyed everything. Came out here. And I mean, did its magic on South Carolina here. I tell you no lie, I was terrified, you know, but it's good that I'm still here. I'm able to talk about it because it happened and I lived through it, but it wasn't easy. It was not easy. First of all, here it is. We live in a single family home, you know, um, granny. My dad, my mom, me, my brother and sister, my cousin, okay? Now, here it is. We all in this house, we minding our business, not really paying no attention to the weather. But we notice that the water outside is rising. And you know, South Carolina, the majority of South Carolina is underwater anyway. You know, especially where at that time we were actually at. So part of where we live at, the streets, 
a built going app like on a hill. So the the further you go out, the more hill, the more higher you're gonna be coming. Okay, keep that in mind. That water came out of nowhere. We had to bust out of a window, leave our house to go to my friend's house that lived up the street. They had no light. They light had already cut out. They had candles throughout the house. He's like, you welcome. Y'all welcome to come in. Didn't like. See, we couldn't stay there or nothing. But thank God for him. And like he said, he going up in his house. I said, what do you mean you going up in your house? He said, I ain't going up in my, my attic. <laughs> he said, he got a refrigerator upstairs in his attic. He got a pull-out couch. A bathroom up there. He said, she ain't got to come back down. <laughs> but yeah, he said, I don't, I, you know, I'm just letting y'all know if y'all don't see me, that's where I'm at. I'm like, okay. And yeah, we got to stay at his house. Overnight, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. You talk about miserable feeling. Wet and soak. He give us all towels. You know, and he cut on the heat. Then the damn light, <laughs> light went out. He said, man, I don't know what's happening out there. That water was so bad. The next day, though, I mean, stove kind of flooded outside. It wasn't all that bad. But, it, I mean, as far as the water's concerned, but outside look like hell. <laughs> I mean, trees cracked, bent over, leaves and branches and debris outside, trash cans all throughout the neighborhood, all messed up, trash all over the way, dead dogs and cats, rats in the water squirrels in the water. I mean, just a hot mess. I mean, tore up from the floor up. Man. Beautiful, though. Beautiful. We woke up. You see this big, bright sun. That sun went outside. That sun was like, wake y'all behind up. <laughs> you know that type of sunlight. Wake up. I say, wake up. And I mean, so bright. Like, you want to be like, man, who put the sunlight? Who did that? <laughs> Cut that damn sunlight off. Yeah, but that sun came out. I mean, everybody all over the place. Neighbors starting to get out. Some people out there cleaning up in front of their houses. Cars are stalled in the middle of the street. Pools all over throughout the ways. Stop signs, and I mean, it's just hot mess. It was hot mess. I was like, dang, man, that don't make no sense whatsoever. So here it is. I, you know, we, we, me and my friends, we got out. As I couldn't go in the house, we're still trying to, you know, I walking around wet and nasty, just feeling nasty and junk, you know, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> we still couldn't get in the house. So, like, um, the guy been like, um, if y'all need any help, 
with, you know, cleaning out the house, he'll come help and stuff. So here it is, everybody doing everything, walking around. Then them kids start looting the stores. Somebody ride by us, they hand us a bag full of potato chips and stuff, drinks and stuff. Like, what the heck? They loot the damn store. Like, what the heck are they thinking? Yeah. Yeah. They sure did. So here it is. My friends. They come through. They see us smoking cigarettes. They smoking cigarettes. I smoke shit. I get me a pack and I start smoking too. You know. I'm like, oh my god. This shit is so nasty. So gross. How y'all can do it? <laughs> But here it is, smoking up, smoking up, smoking up. Policemen come through, you know, I'm thinking that they're going to stop and talk to us, you know, they're looking for us, they look at us. Then one of my friends, with they smart, I was like, fuck the police. Policemen turn around, so we all see, we look at each other, and we shaking our head like, what the heck you talking about? <laughs> But he looked at us like, I know y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> y'all said something. He knew that we said something. And he just walked right off. So here as we walking through the neighborhood, looking and tripping. Where you been at? We say, we been this so-and-so place, that so-and-so place. But I mean, we got out. We alive. We've been thankful for that. I'm telling you. So my mom and dad... My dad went and got a house. He rented out a house. And, um, just because we couldn't all stay in the, in the house. The house, the house in which we were staying in was so messed up. To where as we stayed at my dad's house. That's what it was. And then we all piled up there. We took showers and was able to eat a decent meal and, you know, we had to wear his clothes, <laughs> his sweatpants and his t-shirts and stuff. But we cool. I mean, he didn't care as long as we've been safe, and, you know. And um, he made, he he let us sleep and everything and stuff. And then the next morning we back we came back to the house. We finally was able to get in the house after two days, clean out the house, throw away what we had to throw away. And everything and this time the female people were coming by those were people who was going to help any you know help with funding so that you get money to you know fix your house up if it got destroyed some people houses were demolished I mean demolished doggone trees you know came in and came into the roof and they lost everything a lot of people were crying I you know we were fortunate Lord forbid you know, anything that ever happened to the, those people who, what happened to them. Some people lost their livelihood. They didn't have nothing but the shirt on their backs. Like the house, that's why I'm, to this day, I just don't understand. I don't know why, but when it came down to our home, the only thing that actually happened was the fact that the water came through the house. And yeah, we lost them things, you know, your clothes, of course, and some pictures and furniture and um, some appliances and stuff like that. But we still had each other. At the end of the day, 
we were able, seven of us was able to look at each other and say, thank God we still here. You understand what I'm saying? The value of our lives, I swear. But there were some people like our next door neighbor wasn't so lucky. Doggone tree came right through. Tree and lightning pole came right through the ceiling of their home. And all I was left was the front porch, like, it was just a hot mess. Terrible. Terrible. I'm glad that they left. I'm glad that they left. Because, you know, they probably wouldn't have made it. Lord forbid for me even saying that. But, you know, they probably wouldn't have made it. They probably wouldn't have. That tree came in. I mean, wiped everything out. Our house was safe. We got the hell on out of there. <laughs> That water was high, like got it been seven, six, seven feet high. And like keep in mind I we single flat home, a ranch like home, but it was like single story home. You know, about three steps up. Shit, but it came through that house like ain't nobody's business. I'm just glad and fortunate that we were able to escape. Yeah, man, so after that, I mean, here it is, you know, I'm like, man, thank God, thank God, thank God. <laughs> I was so happy, you know, but, um, my, um, neighbor came around, and she, like, getting tears, I was like, I'm glad to see, I ran her, I was like, I'm glad to see you. You know, I'm glad to see her. I gave her a hug. She gave me a hug. And I asked her if she's okay. She's like, she's okay. She's going to be staying with her daughter and her husband. You know. And ever since then, that's where she's been at. She been stayed there until she passed on. And I mean, this woman, I used to stay at their house, next door to their house when I'm a little girl. I used to go, like, because I was, like, a little, little girl. And I had really no kids to play with. You know, my, my brother, man, he was into music at the time. But me, I had no friends. I mean, I had friends, but my other friends, they were always on the go. And I was always stuck at home. You know what I'm saying? So what would happen is I would end up to either cross the street to miss my neighbor across the street or my neighbor next door. And I mean, I would have like, my neighbor, okay, this is crazy. My neighbor across the street, right? She was a beautiful lady, full of gray hair, fair-skinned lady with glasses. She had a house full of cats. And I would go over to her house and we would have like, she would actually have a little tea party with me. We used to eat little crickets, little, I don't know crickets, but um. Like Danish cookies. Y'all know what Danish cookies is, right? <laughs> and tapping like high noon tea. And I mean, yeah, and I would play with the cats and she would, I'll be over there and I'll sit over there with my little dress and my little braids. I remember having little cornrows in my hair with the little latches to the bottom. I was a little chunky little girl. <laughs> And I just go over there, and I used to do that all the time. I used to go and sit with her, and we would talk about things, and she would talk to me, and she would tell me about her cats and why this and that, like that. And 
you know, if I wasn't over there, then I was over to my other neighbor house. Whereas over there, we used to watch Happy Days. <laughs> Andy Griffin and stuff. And yeah, I used to stay there. I remember having to stay there one time. I don't recall why, but I remember having to be there. I would usually stay at my neighbor's house, you know, and I'll be there. And usually when they got something going on next door, but I would stay there and, um, you know, watch TV. And I remember they used to yawn. I mean, used to sew a lot. Used to sew in her house a lot, you know. Like you used to make so long, and I remember she used to like eating. Um, I remember Mary Jane's <laughs> ah, and tickle sticks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I my memory is coming back to me, and it's like beautiful memories now. You know, those people have passed on, but they played a major part of my life. You know, I learned a lot from them. I learned how to reach back. You know, how to, you know, if I see a kid around here and, you know, they don't have no friends or whatever, I try to reach out to them and, like, tell them. I say, well, I I got certain programs going on. Like, my aunt has a Sunday's group that meets up on Sundays on you know and but Jane like they do a lot of things they like do church you know just to keep the kids busy keep them informed for them to learn things for them to learn how to work with others how to you know learn about the Lord of course learn how to be um more inspirational you know and just you know having a good time doing whatever but learning something, having knowledge, you know. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I would do. And I said, I always used to watch kids. Once I turned 11, I had a bunch of cousins. I used to watch a lot of cousins. So that, I mean, a bunch of cousins that I used to watch and stuff like that. Now they of age. They got their own children doing successful things in their lives. Bless them all. No troubles, baby. No troubles whatsoever. <laughs> but you learn. And I mean, I learned so much from being around children. I learned how to be more patient and understanding as well. And I try to make them laugh as much as often. As often as I can, I try to make them laugh. I, you know, if they say they want to do this. I said, like, once they, they wanted to be a comedian or movie star, whatever like that, then I encourage them. I talk to them. I'm like, well, if you want to do this, then, you know, I I say go for it, you know? Who am I to, like, damper somebody's dream, especially a child's dream, you know? If a child tell me right now that they want to be a soccer player, the next Serena and Venus Williams, who am I to say, nah, you can't do that, you can't do that. You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put them down. I'm going to encourage them so that they have the potential. They can show the potential and they can show what they really is, you know. So, 
Yeah, it's just to make them, give them that boost of energy to say, yeah, I'm going to try it. You know, I'm going to try it and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Just to let these kids down and kids, shit. I like to see children when they, when you ride up on children, when you ride up on them, you in your car and you're looking at them and it's like, how you doing, Miss Brown? How you doing? What you doing, Miss Brown? Is the, is is my is so and so home like that? I like that, cause um I want to know, cause um can we go to the park? Can he go to the park? Like yeah, he can go to the park. You know, gotta make sure that I gotta make sure that he's done his chores. Yes, he can. He can go like that. No problem. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I wanted. My dad was hard on us growing up. It was hard on me. But then, like, I like it took me to have my children even to realize why he was the way he was. And I, and to this day, I, I'm grateful for it, you know. I'm grateful for it. Back then, I was like, man, he's the meanest person in the world. He's so mean. I used to be so rebellious. And I would get mad, and I would run away. Run away to Granny House. I go to Granny House. Granny used to live like three blocks down. I used to go run to her house, and I would stay there the night. And she'll feed me and make sure that I go to sleep. Every time we had a big argument, I used to run away. That's what I used to do. That makes sense. Yeah, I used to run away. I used to run away from my problems just for the night. Then I go back. You know, try to make things work, amends or whatever like that. I used to be so angry at my family, but a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I remember when um like I said they were looting in the streets, right? And my friend got a pack of cigarettes. And somebody must be saw I smoked cigarette or somebody told that I did, you know. He just told it to my mom. My mom must be found out, man. And like my brother and sister, right there, and I'm going to the showbiz, right? That's like Chuck E. Cheese, but showbiz was like with Bully Bob and everything. Yeah. But it's just two different characters. One was the bear, and then now it's the mice. So here it is. I couldn't go to Chuck E. Cheese. You know, I'm already mad because of the fact I didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese. I go, why I can't go? Sister, brother already hauled here with my cousin there. All the kids gone. I'm the only child there. Well, I'm saying, um, I'm actually one time. And I hate when she say that because I already know it's over. <laughs> I already know that, oh boy, you about to get it. <laughs> I already know what's happening. So when she started, I was saying, I'm actually one time. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> It over. I might as well tell the truth. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> it's over. Capiche. <laughs> and I'm like, she said, um, was you out here smoking cigarettes? I said, um, no. Yeah. Yeah, I was. And she's like, okay. She said, have a seat. She gave me a pack of cigarettes. She make me smoke that whole pack of cigarettes. After I did that, tell you, I'm like, I, I can't say, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I'm like, I had that look on my face, like, I hate you so much right now. She said, how you feel now? Your smell, your clothes, the smell. 
your mouth all messed up. But I was like, well, and don't ask no question. But I wanted to ask, well, if it's like that for me, then why are you smoking it? You know, why are you doing it? You know, but I swear to y'all, I tell y'all no lie. Me smoking them cigarettes and stuff, she make me go wash myself off. She made me go wash my behind off. I had to wash all of my clothes. Punishment, because usually she would wash my clothes at that time. The only thing I was responsible for doing when washing the clothes and stuff was to fold the clothes. Fold all the towels and stuff like that. I would do it because I like doing things like that, you know. You know, I did love. I I made made it fun. So everything that I do that was considered a job or a chore, I made fun. That was my way of dealing with things. Everybody got their own vibe. Some people listen to music. Me, I used to make my own music. I used to like be. I used to get in trouble for that too. Like that's a whole different story. <laughs> but um, yeah, um. Yeah, so um, here it is. We talking. It's just like um, I don't want you to be out here smoking no more. Don't look right. You too young for this, and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to see that for you. And ever since then, I never smoked cigarette like that ever again. Now I have smoked before, you know, but you know, uh, at a older age. Let me put it to you like that. I did smoke older, you know, when I got older, but I, I mean, willpower, like a mother, when it comes down to cigarette, I don't like it, I don't smoke at all, like that, you know, I don't smoke cigarette, and I'm proud of myself, because that took willpower, nobody, I'm just like, she made me brush my teeth, I ended up having to go, we all went to the dentist, because of that one little incident of me out here acting up doing smoking cigarette my friends she made me smoke a whole pack then she made me wash all the clothes she made me um full of clothes you know and i understand she was like i don't want to see you doing that no more she said when you get grown that's different but right now you's a little child you shouldn't be doing that and i said yes ma'am you know See, that's why you didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, Chuck E. Cheese. You didn't go to Showbiz. <laughs> you stand you behind here and you go clean out. You know, so. As a punishment, that's what happened. So, I hit there, folding the clothes, putting the clothes up. Help cleaning up around the house and stuff like that. And I told her, I came back later on that day and said, I apologize. And she gave me a hug. She said, I love you, too. I say, I love you. She say, well, I said it first. <laughs> I love my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I love my mom and dad, man. These people is crazy. But it taught me, I mean, ever since then, I didn't smoke until I was of age. And then even after that, I don't have the taste for it. Will Powell was crazy. Okay, so that that was it. <laughs> but I learned my lesson that day. You know, and um. You know, as you know, stressful as it is, you know, I just think that sometimes you just need a little guidance. You know, somebody, that little thought in your mind is like telling you, now you know doggone well you shouldn't be doing that. You know doggone well you shouldn't be saying that or you shouldn't be out here doing this and that, you know? 
So now you think positive. We're thinking positive, people, because we want better results. We want better results. And we all have the potential to overcome something that is a bad habit. Now, you know you shouldn't be doing that, but you're doing it anyway. The doctor tell you to stop smoking. They help. They give you little patches now to try to keep you from smoking. They give you gum now to chew. You know, give you things to do with your hands. And I'm proud to say that my mom, I'm very, 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 very extremely overwhelmed by this. People, let me, let me blow y'all mind, okay, for money. My mom went to her doctor. Doctor told her that she had to stop, stop smoking. Because something that she was taking was a medication that she was taking, right? And the medication would cause her to get up and have weird delusional dreams and stuff. And I used to, I was, we used, we were making fun of it. We also, I ain't gonna lie, we was making fun of it, right? But she's like dead serious. She would wake up and think then that, like, creatures and stuff. I mean, and it could be just the fact of watching too much of something. You know, watching too much TV, too much movies with, you know, because I know I'm not I'm not watching nobody scary movie. I probably will watch it, but I have to. It have to be in the daytime. <laughs> and it's gonna have to be, have a lot of people around. You know, it's gonna have to be a group effort type of thing in the daytime. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not too big with um watching scary movies and stuff like that. But um, yeah, they, they told her that she would have to stop smoking. And my mom, I'm very proud of her. She was using the patches. They, they gave her some patches. She can't use gum. So she did the patch thing. And then now she don't do nothing, none of that. She do no... None. She don't do no patches. She's automatically just stop. She stopped doing it. What she did do is she used to crochet. So she went back to crocheting. Making um, pillows and hats and scarves and quilts and stuff. I'm very proud of her. Very proud of my mom for that. Because yeah, I know how that is. Having willpower. You know, you're trying to change yourself for the better. You want to stop a bad habit. Something that you really want to stop. You got to put your 100% in it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was hard for her because I know. I used to be with her. We would drop, um, I remember we used to drop my son off to work. And we go to the gas station. And you know, like in the gas station, right, they got little things that you need. Like they, you know, you go in there, you can get your, um, you get your little aspirin for a headache or toothache or something like that. They have, um, your little candies, your coffee, and all these things that you need, like for like real quick, like, and you get you got those cigarettes. They got that too. So here it is. We used to go faithfully and get her cigarettes, and she's all that money that she realized all the years of smoking these cigarettes. You know, spending close to eight dollars for a pack of cigarettes, right? Think about it, people. And like she been getting the pack of cigarettes, and then you know. Like, not not one, but two packs would last her for, like, a week or so. 
you know, all the four packs. That's $32. You keep on 32 times 32, right? I mean, time 32. I mean, 32 plus. <laughs> Excuse me. It's been a while since I've been in school now. I, I'm going to blame it on me not being in school like that. You know? But hey, I'm not like hey, I do I do homeschool my son, and yes, he does make good grades. <laughs> but it's just that sometimes, you know, I'm trying to. Oh well, well anyway, <laughs> thirty-two dollars plus thirty-two dollars—that's sixty-four dollars, right? This is the type of money spent on cigarettes. So, she stops smoking. Now, what she does, she takes that change. You know, like, when you go to the grocery store, the change, she put, she put it, like, in a jar. She saves it up. And then, like, she would roll all the money up in a little brown bag. You know, a little brown little thing that you keep a roll of quarters, roll of pennies and dimes and nickels. So, that's what she does. But she, like, takes that money there, and if she want to go get her plants, like I told you, she's a plant lover. You know, so she go get plants, or if she want to go get her nails, hair done, whatever. You know, that's what was that. That's what she does. You know, I'm very proud of her, though. I'm very proud of her. <laughs> very proud of her. Yeah. So um, everything good. Everything all good, all good. And um, the hard part of it is. Recognizing there's a problem. And two, trying to find a solution for it. And then going forward with it and actually sticking with it. So, well, powerful, I swear. Yeah. So, here it is, like, even, like, today, like, you know, if y'all don't know, my birthday is next month. So, here it is, I got two dresses that I wanted to try. I was trying to lose weight. So, I know me. I know how. I honestly, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I love food, and I know that the type of people that I hang around, my family members, man, we all have that one thing in common. Like when you got a good a person in your family that can cook, whether it's your husband, whether it's your boyfriend, whether it's your sister, brother, probably your son is a cook, I mean, here it is, you got professional cook in your family, right, and all they do is invite you to the house to say, hey, I want you to try this, try this, now, I've had friends, like, I have one friend in particular, <laughs> I gotta laugh, give, just give me a minute, give me a minute, <laughs> let me get myself, okay, Whew. okay, <laughs> I have one friend in particular, right, she loves to cook. She mainly likes to bake, but she loves to cook, okay? So she made this thing called um jambalaya. Was it jambalaya? But anyway, and some country fried steak. She said that it now... If you want to lose weight, she's like, if you want to lose weight, you don't need to come to my house. <laughs> but the food is good. And she said she learned that from going to, like, cooking school. She learned how to make jambalaya. 
and I mean, I think that's New Louisiana, Louisiana type of rice. And I mean, you talk about filling. I said, you really don't need a meat. You really don't even need the steak. You could just eat the rice by itself. You know, it's like eating, like, you go to Chinese restaurants and you ask for, like, the house rice, whatever, and you eat that and it fills you up like it's the same mortality when it comes down to the doggone iron rice. This jambalaya is off the chain. It's so good. You know? It's lethal. <laughs> it's lethal. But I love it. I mean, I love going to her house. When you go in her house, you can smell either because, like, she's baked, like, little chewies and brownies and fudge cookies and stuff. She does that for children at the hospital. You know, she's go visit her. Not not the hospital. Um, Not the hospital. I'm saying, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But some camp. It's a camp for kids with cancer. Like, she goes and she she does it, like, at least every now and then. You know. And, um, if she's not doing that, she's doing it, she's doing it for either that or, like, her daughter's on a gymnastic team. And she got a son that plays basketball. So she does it for them. You know, they teams. Like, she like giving, like, doing nice things for people like that. So, like, I go with her from time to time, you know, doing certain things. I went not too long ago to help her deliver food for the people in her neighborhood. And she had, we had a great time. We really did. And, I mean, you get to meet people, different people, all from all over. Yeah. So, that's a good way of meeting people and getting to know people. And even sometimes, you know, like, hey, do you, by any way, do you know who does plumbing work or good paint work, you know? And, yeah, and that's how you can exchange and get things happening that way as well. So, yeah, networking, that's it. Networking, yeah. So, you learn a lot. That's why it's so good to meet people, greet people, because you never know. They may be a blessing in disguise. I remember, um, like, I was in a line one day. In fact, this was my birthday, people. This happened back to back. One year, it was at um, Walmart. One year it was at Walmart, and the other year it was at a grocery store. And here it is, I'm in line. And it was a guy standing, nice, handsome white guy. Yes. And um, what happened was my money was in the bank, but, but, but for some strange reason, it wasn't letting, it wasn't paying for my products. This is my birthday. You know, I'm so upset. So here it is, um, I was like, the lady's like, your card ain't taken. So the man paid for my groceries. I say, what? He said, I'm going to pay for your groceries. How much is it? And the lady said, it was like $86. He paid for it. Talk about God. <laughs> I'm like, what? I said, oh, my God, I cried. I'm like, you didn't have to do this. I got the money. You, I, I, I could take it to the bank. He's like, no. He's like, no. He said, you enjoy your birthday and stop. <laughs> I'm 
was like, oh my god, there really are some nice people in the world. And that was so beautiful. So I did the same thing. I did the same thing. I said, you know, I'm going to take it upon myself to go out here and bless somebody. So here it is. The lady was talking about she, you know, couldn't pay for her food or whatever like that. Well, I think we were at Harris Tater. And she just said, I want a box of food. She said, I get my she said, I get my food stamp tomorrow, you know. It's just the fact that, you know, she wanted a hot meal. Oh, gosh. And her card was acting up as well. So I paid for a meal. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, that's what you do. That's what we do as, as a human being. You know, you do that. You look out for other people from time to time. There's nothing wrong with doing that. You know, you get blessed that way. Because you're looking out for God's people. There's nothing wrong with that. But it feels good, too. It feels good to, like, do nice things for people. You know? Even if you got it like that. Even if you don't have it like that. It just feels right. There are people out here. I mean, it was a guy was saying how he was just being nice, out of being nice, holding the door for this woman. This woman came in, and the woman ended up paying for both his coffee and hers. See, you don't know. I said, like you said, you don't know where your blessings going to come. Because that's money he didn't have to pay for his coffee. And he and he got it, you know, she paid for it. People, there, there are nice people out here. Sometimes if you don't know that, if you can't find it, then you become it. You become it. Bless somebody else. Somebody said they hungry and just like that. What's so wrong with fixing them a sandwich and giving them something to drink? You know, you may not, you, even, I, I've seen people who didn't even have it like that do it. You know, I'm a person that didn't have it like that and I did it. You know what I'm saying? And I thankful I'm still thankful for that. And then okay, that was the the situation with the grocery store. Now the Walmart thing when um I got that act of kindness from someone. Okay. <laughs> now I went to Walmart because I had to buy, you know, like winter time. Well, not really winter time, but like fall, like around the season, right here, the same time of the year, right here. And um, I was going just to get some sweatshirts for the kids. In fact, what it was, they were going to be in a parade, the Satoma, which is like a parade that they have every year. You know, that's when high school football they playing each other, whatever, like that. I was going to get all the kids a sweatshirt because they wanted to be in a parade. But they all had to have either a red or black sweatshirt, right? And um, now what happened was I had a card, right? Had my one bank card and I had another one. And the money was on the card. But for some strange reason, the strip on it, Lady was saying that they were having problems with their machine all day. So really, it was there. They, you know, she thought it was her problem. I thought it was ours. It was on my end as well, and the money couldn't come. But the lady came. She paid for all the sweatshirts. You know, she paid for everything. You know, sweet lady. 
you know, and I was like, thank you, ma'am, I appreciate it, she didn't have to do that, she's like, no, you know, she don't mind helping out for the children's sake and stop helping people out, and she gave me a hug, I gave her a hug, and told her thank you, and then, like, um, we all, the kids were, that were with me said the same thing, you know, and I, I mean, there are nice people in the world, boy, I swear, I swear, <laughs> I'm so happy, though, yeah, because, I mean, I got to actually get to see these kids in action, these kids do things, and, um, like I said, to, like, bless us, bless me like that, bless these children like that, that was beautiful, yeah, let I me, mean, but the past is crazy, crazy as we know it. I mean, all the things, all the little bad habits. <laughs> the bad habits in which we have, and you try to have willpower. Because you say, you know, like, I can stop this at any time. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who are you fooling? <laughs> I say, I, I mean, I tried. I ain't gonna lie, I tried my, I tried really hard to make change in my life. You know, because I just want to be able to be, like, I got it. I got it. I don't want to worry about, you know, even though there are some times when things are going to pop up, you know, something is going to stop working or something ain't going to go the way that you, what you actually plan. You know, always have a plan B, right? I, I honestly believe in that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just glad now that I'm, I'm applying it more to my life. I'm not talking the war. I'm not talk, just talking about it. I'm making actually doing the work so that I can become more simplified when it comes down to my life, the choices in which I make, you know. And I'm glad to be around the people that I am around. I'm glad that um there are so much nice people. There are nice people in this world, people. There are. And I'm not just talking about you know, because of the fact of the money situation. It's just the fact that everybody has a struggle in some shape, form, or matter that they're dealing with, you know. And that's why it pays just to be a little understanding of that and have, show some type of gratitude, you know. Show some type of it. Because it's not easy. It's not easy to get out here, you know, and go to a job and then to find out that you may lose your job or they, they got up down, lay you off for this matter, that matter, and you can't make it. And it feels like everything's against you, you know, because you need this job because you got to pay your bills and stuff. And... The money ain't coming in like how it once was. So that's why I just pays to be nice to people. Because you never know. Your blessing might be right around the corner. That's why I just, you know, hold on and yeah, change coming. Slowly but surely. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, you just got to take things one day by a time. One day at a time. Even when, even when we feel that all hope is gone, 
And then, ta-da! Out of nowhere, God can make things happen. <laughs> yeah, but I'm thankful for the memories. But I, I used to be a little devil child. <laughs> No, I mean, no. No, I wasn't. I was an angel. I was an angel. I was a sweetheart. I mean, I learned a lot from being around a nice grain of people. And people who, they were funny too now. Growing up, they were scary people. And then they were the funny people. The people who, like, I remember this guy, we used to call him Mr. Chicken. Mr. Chicken. He looked like a chicken. <laughs> May he rest in peace. But he was one of the most funniest guys I have ever met in my entire life. Because he used to like to make the kids laugh at him. He loved seeing kids happy. He used to say that all the time. I love seeing the children laughing. You see, because where he was born and where he grew up, he said he witnessed so much pain and hurt and despair. You know, he's seen his oldest friend, you know, kill, got killed right in front of him. It was nothing that he could do. It was so unexpected. You see, I just witnessed a lot in this, you know, in his life. And that's why he says nothing more beautiful than a child's innocence. He's right about that. Seeing a child laugh and, and just be able to come out here and more or less conquer the world in their own sense of, of how they think and what they do, man. Like seeing a kid out here doing what they like doing. If it's dancing, if it's music, if it's them being the next scientist, the next reverend, the next car driver, I mean, bus driver, truck driver, someone out here who has the potential to do whatever and conquer the world. So you don't know your next grand, your little niece, your little nephew might be the next president of the United States. You don't know. They might be the mayor. Hmm? You ever thought about that? Or a teacher, a doctor. You know, they may become a doggone composer. So, I mean, that's why it's important for us to teach these kids that when it comes down to the arts, give it your best shot. You know, and put your 100% into whatever the heck you do. If you want to accomplish things, you can, you can, of course. You got the damn potential to do anything you want to do in this world. And I mean, and if they fail, still stay there and encourage them. You know, they may want to change. You might want to give up if they let it be their choice if they want to give up. But you make sure that you let them know that that's not the problem. Like, that's not the solution to the problem to give up. No. The the solution to the problem is to try, keep trying, keep trying. And then if you feel that it, then after trying so many times, you feel like you can't do it, then try some more. <laughs> and keep on it, keep on it, get on it. Get it on and make it happen. Yeah. 
You see all these people out here. You see his Mike Tyson, and I'm just naming some names. I'm just naming some names. You see, um, you see Ellen with her own show, Oprah with her own show. You know her own TV station, even. And you see these people out here with their own stuff, their own. Con- Production companies and movie um, directors and football players, basketball players. You see all of that, evil actresses. You know? You can do anything if you put your mind to it. If you want to be a science teacher, then do it. Do the best. Be the best at whatever the heck you do. That's right. You show them, boy, you can work it. You can work the ground. <laughs> you want to be the best choreographer? You want to be the best dancer? Then get it in. Get that work in. You want to be the best trainer, personal trainers at that? What? Get yourself in that gym and do that work. <laughs> oh, but whatever you do, just be good at it. Put your 100% in it. You can make it happen. You have the potential and the credentials to make it happen, huh? So, it all starts with you. So, to everyone out there, man, keep prayers up and about. Prayers to everybody. A virtual hug. I'm hugging you right now, people. Yeah, hugging you. Give you that love and support that you need. The strength you need to go through day in and day out of your lives. So, know that you are enough. You are special. You are excellent. You can make it happen. You, you, It's already written. Everything is already written. Wink blank. So, to all of you all. You know, love up on yourselves, love up on your families, make sure everybody around you is in good spirits. You know, take it day by day, you know, stepping on faith to make our dreams reality. That's what's up. And don't give up. Don't not give up on it. You know, stay persistent. Say, I'm going to do this. I ain't got no choice. I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Again, people voting November 3rd is right around the corner. You can vote in certain states all over. Make sure that you check the web to find out where you're at. I know that certain states you can already go and vote. Um. Make sure that y'all make the best choice. Do what's best for y'all. Um. Like I said, this year is going by real fast. And I want y'all to stay healthy. Make sure you're taking vitamins, your medicines, of course. And don't forget your flu shot. That's the next thing, people. And until then, again, people, love up on yourself. Check up on your fam. Make everybody straight. Make sure your family's straight. Everybody is doing their thing. And until we talk again, may you have a blessed day. May you be happy and content, whatever you do. And um, I'll see y'all later. We will chat later, shall we? Namaste, people. Have a beautiful day, people.